Welcome back to Orange You Glide We Watch the OC, where you are all the illegitimate love children of our hearts. <laughs> I'm Sarah. Oh, Jesus Christ, this fucking gets <laughs> And this is Evan. Hey everybody, I'm Evan. <laughs> and my microphone is facing the correct direction this time. Baby steps, everybody. Yep. It's almost like we've been recording this fucking podcast for over a year now. I mean, it's a new microphone. You're still figuring it out. That's that's true. Right? Yeah, right. you're being very generous. This is the podcast where we discuss in exhaustive detail, but mostly not exhaustive detail, um, every episode of seminal 2000s television juggernaut, The, the O.C. OC. I don't know what this is. That's not how the theme goes. I don't know what's happening right what now. What show have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Which episode are we discussing today, Evan? Uh, oh, fuck. Um, it's season two, episode... What number? Uh, six? Um, the Chrismica that almost wasn't. <gasps> So to catch everybody up, Chris McCoy is the well. First, let's we'll we'll, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Is there any news you would like to news? I don't. I don't know. Um, today is Christmas Eve. Today yeah, that we're recording this. We keep somehow managing to like perfectly sync um, our production of these fucking shows with the actual holidays that they are portraying. Completely by accident. We you know did not intend. I mean, if you remember, we took a whole bunch of weeks off because, like, we had COVID and we were on a train ride and, like, all this stuff happens. And uh-huh. you would you would think, like, if this was actually a, a like a professional production of a re, like you know a, a commercial podcast, um, that we would have done that on purpose. We would have been like, we'll take this certain number of weeks off to do this, and you know. Um, blah 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 uh, with the whole you know yin yang um, twins the old Christmas yin yang but you know th- this is happenstance everybody utter utter happenstance that this keeps occurring incorrect it is Christmaca magic ah yes so no I don't have any news do you have any news nope it's, <laughs> Chris- it's Christmas Eve it's Christmas Eve um we rescheduled our Christmaca party for the end of January, like you do. Well, we had COVID, and work sort of exploded, and some various things happened at the shop that I wish hadn't have happened, yeah. so yeah. You still can't come, but... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking... No, you can't... You're talking directly to people we actually know. They should come. You're not talking to strangers. If you're listening to this and you know us, you're probably invited. But if you're in Australia, you can't come. Yes, I suppose that's... yes, Or Belgium. Or Belgium. 
you know, we wish you could, honestly, yeah. because if You'll- you also like the OC and, you know, have vaguely leftist politics, then sure, you could come and eat some whatever latkes with us. What are we making? We're not making latkes. Our house will smell yeah. like no, oil for... I'll let my sister do that. Do you think we could commission her to make latkes? Maybe, because then she could make some for herself, and not, she would love that. Okay. Start the discussion. Okay. I'll, I'll send a text, but not right now, because we're right. podcasting we're right podcasting. now. We're podcasting. We're in the okay. midst of our favorite thing, podcasting we, about this stupid fucking show. We're going to do a little <laughs> different, fun exercise today. Instead of jumping right into the episode. Oh, really? I'm going to give you a quiz. Oh, shit. I was not forewarned that this was going to be on the docket. I'm spontaneous. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Chrismica magic. All right, I'm here for it. Quiz me. Okay. This is courtesy of funtrivia.com. So get ready. We are not associated with funtrivia.com. No. But get ready to have fun. Oh, boy! Gird your fun loins. Yep. What other kind of loins do I have? Question. There's fun loins and there's business loins. There's business loins? (laughs) (laughs) What was the the, the hotel that we stayed in? There was a a task chair and there was another kind of chair. (laughs) Remember what it was? A leisure chair? It was a leisure chair. Yeah. Like, the distinction is hilarious. The task chair was extra. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not complete a single task in either of the chairs, nor did I enjoy leisure in any of them. Okay, quiz me. We should have asked for a refund. Right. Um, <laughs> is it, is it, can it, do we, what if we didn't use the task chair? <laughs> oh, God, but what if they were like... What if we had used the task chair for leisure? Ugh. And what if we had done a task in the leisure chair? Jail. Yep. That one Chicago jail that like they indefinitely detain people at. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, quiz me. Okay. Number question one. Yep. Who does Seth mention is out of town for the holidays? Therefore, he cannot invite that person for Christmas dinner. Is uh, it A? Oh, this multiple choice? I definitely got this in the bag. Is it A, Marissa? B, Lindsay? C, Alex? D, Summer? Alex. Very good. Yeah! What couple do we see in bed together in the first half of this episode? Is it A? It's obviously, this is what we're going to do. Okay. If I can get it without multiple choice, I get two points. Yes. If I have to, if I have to ask for multiple choice, I get one. And if I get it, I get one point. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's one uh, Jimmy and Julie. Two points. True or false? Both Zach and DJ are away with their respective families for their holidays. Bonus. If you can say where they are. Oh, shit. I made up the bonus. Okay. Um, yes, true. They are both with their respected families for the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, Zach is in Cabo. Uh-huh. Okay. And DJ is with his family in San Diego. Mm, close. Fuck. It has the same amount of syllables and is in California. San Fernando? No. San Francisco? No. Fuck. 
<laughs> so many sands. Is it a sand? It's not a sand. Oh fuck. Um It's a it's a sa with a Constant. Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't get points for that one. You got one and a half points. There we go. I'll take yes. it. Yes, I'll take it. Who does not think it is a good idea for Ryan to have invited Lindsay to Christmaca? Sandy Cohen. Correct. Two points. You're so good at remembering details from this thing that we just watched forty-five minutes ago. Hey, you know. <laughs> Seth and Ryan wonder how Lindsay could possibly be involved in Caleb's court case. They throw out some possibilities of how Lindsay is involved. Which of these is not something that they say? Oh, okay. I know they do say drug dealer. Uh, okay, keep going. Okay, do you, can you name oh. all the things? Oh, God. They don't... Okay, so they do say drug dealer. No, I have to, I have to refer to... Multiple choice. Okay. Caleb's pimp, Caleb's drug dealer, Caleb's hitman, and Caleb's illegitimate love child. Um, pimp. They do not say pimp. Yes. When Seth goes over to Summer's house, she drags him along to help her shop for what? A Christmas tree. Yes. Wearing an offensive hat. <laughs> it's not offensive. It's, I don't know. It's... You hate it. It's the, you you literally said it I quote, this is the thing I hate the most that anyone has ever worn on this show, which is saying a lot because these characters make some fucking choices. It is a pastel toned knitted Sherlock Holmes hat of many different colors. Yes. It's a hat of many colors. I wouldn't say it's a huntsman's hat because it doesn't have side flaps, but it's 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 a similar shape. It's got a top button. It's a similar shape. It's a similar shape. Women don't... You're making faces at me. Women don't hunt, Evan. <laughs> well, then it's not a Sherlock Holmes cap, is it? Because that's a hunter's hat. It's a lady Sherlock Holmes hat. But, oh God, you're just digging your own <laughs> pit here. You don't know what you're talking about. The audience is like, what is she even blathering on about? Are there more questions? I'm killing it. After Renee... Wait, did I? Yeah, I skipped one. Is Ryan successful in uninviting Lindsay to dinner? No. No, he is not. No, he is not. And we will discuss how badly he fails at that task. Yeah. After Renee drops Lindsay off at the Cohen house, she comes to the door. Who does she want to talk to? Uh, well, she ends up speaking with Kirsten. I think that's that's who it, that's probably who it's asking for. It's asking for yeah, Kirsten. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I don't actually remember the answer to this one. So. Oh, the answers aren't just right there. No. Oh, I got you. Okay. I believe it's Kirsten. I believe you are correct. How do you look up the answer? Uh. Oh, it's like a quiz that you're taking with me right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Kirsten. It's not multiple choice? It is multiple choice. Okay, so it was Kirsten. Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. True or false? Both Kirsten and Renee slap Caleb <laughs> after he confesses that an affair he had 16 years ago resulted in a child. Lindsay. False. 
Because it's Kirsten and Julie, Julie who slap him. You're incredible. I'm amazing at this. What does Kirsten throw at Caleb when he follows her upstairs to her bedroom? Avaz! Yes. Who finally convinces Kirsten to come out of the bathroom slash closet? That would be one Ryan Atwood. Correct. And she is like, don't let Sandy know that you got me out of the bathroom. And Sandy's right there. And he's like, ah, that would be a shame if he figured that out. <laughs> Summer comes up with a plan to save Chrismica. She and Marissa go to Jimmy's boat to get what? Uh, a generator and extension cord. Correct. I'm so fucking good at You're this. so good at this. Um, I've got, you know, just to reiterate, pertinent ADHD. <laughs> so. Notable ADHD. <laughs> ADHD of note. Chekhov's ADHD, as yes. it were. Yes. Who finds Lindsay on the beach and talks to her about being part of a new family? That'd be one Seth Cohane. Correct. Whose house did Summer and Marissa and the others decorate? Uh, that would be Renee and Lindsay's. Correct. In one scene of this episode, Seth says to Lindsay, welcome to a world of insecurity and paralyzing self-doubt. Seth has said this to another person on the show. Who was it? Oh, fuck. He says, welcome to? Yeah. Ryan in season one episode, The Model Home. Marissa in season one episode, The Ties That Bind. Ryan in season one episode, The Debut. Or Julie in season one episode, The Proposal. A lot writing on this, by which I mean... Nothing, but also your perfect record. Yeah, right? Ooh, this is a deeper cut is the problem. This isn't just, what did you literally watch 45 minutes ago? <laughs> okay, give me my... Uh, you're, uh, not, you're not committed to sparkle motion, Evan. Give me my options again. Ryan in the model home. Marissa in the ties that bind. Ryan in the debut. Or Julie in the proposal. I think... If I had to guess. I'm going to say Julie in the proposal. I'm going to say Julie in the proposal. That's my guess. What's your guess? My my guess is the debut. Yeah? Yeah. Let's find out. Is that the one where he gets officially? That's the Cotillion one, I believe. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. it, But I don't think that's the one where he gets like officially adopted. No. Find out is what it, it is. Let's find out. <gasps> I was right. You were right. You were wrong. Good job. I get zero points for that. You get a million points for that. Optional, create a free fun trivia ID to save the points you are about to earn. No. No. Nope. We win. Hey, you know what? That was some fun trivia. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I'm sure. Why would he welcome him to the family in the debut? Whatever. This show doesn't make any sense. It's fine. I'm just, I should stop looking for consistency in this ridiculous and stupid show. This wonderful and poignant and dramatic show. Yes. 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 Full of good hats. So many good hats. Christ, do you remember the fucking weird newsboy cap with the fucking bow on the back that Marissa wore? <laughs> However many episodes ago that was now? <laughs> the fuck was that? Okay. That was a fun little segment. Feel free to do that again. I enjoyed Yay. that. I enjoy that some of it is just recitation of 
you know, that's something that's basically what just short term memory um, recall. And yes. uh, then with a, with a deep cut here and there, which I appreciate. There is a, a psychiatric quiz that we use at work where you have to you're told the name of three objects and then an hour later you have to remember them. So basically you're doing great psychiatrically. Hey, check it out. A, full points for me. You have a full psychiatry. Okay, here we go. Um, the Chrismica that almost wasn't. Uh-huh. We, uh, the previous Leon reminds us of all the bullshit that's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, the drama, as it were. Uh-huh. Um, Sandy has figured out that Caleb is Lindsay's uh, illegitimate father. Um, in in the previously on, they remind us that Julie and Jimmy are getting friendlier again. Yes, but that uh, accelerates quickly in this episode they get friendly with their genitals there was can i ask you a question because your memory might be better than mine in this regard was there any lead up to the full-on ritualistic coitus that they are doing as often as they can in this episode last episode they kissed last episode did they kiss yes okay where did that happen i don't even remember that (laughs) yep oh okay that's fair Yep, okay. Why didn't they show that on the previous Leon? Because they want you, the reader, to do legwork. That was several mixed metaphors and an incorrect thing. <laughs> okay, what's our opening scene? That's where do, where also we, the uh, name of my band. An several incorrect mixed, thing? No, several mixed metaphors and an incorrect thing. Oh, I like it. That's going to be my cover band to do a full version of the song that Seth sings at the end. Ooh, I love it. He has... Jesus and Moses, they both had beards. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So we're on the piers by the water and Sandy... No, it's Caleb. Yes! Is, no, Sandy is standing overlooking the water and Caleb is approaching he's him. He's skulking about in yes, his black trench, trench coat. coat. with the collar up like a fucking deep throat. It's yeah. Goddamn danger mouse villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, there's like mist. There's mist and I think I am... Uh, Christmas movies that were obviously filmed in Sacramento, California, pilled. (laughs) There's a certain type of fake snow that those places do. And my first question to you was, are they trying to say there is snow on this pier? (laughs) But it it looked really white. Yes, the pier itself was very pale colored. Uh, But no, they were not trying to do that. So Caleb and Sandy are having a clandestine meeting the first of many for sandy in this episode oh first um caleb is bitching that it's super cold and sandy's like bitch is 50 degrees right yeah and then sandy's like or no caleb's like well i guess my blood has thinned or my skin has my thin yeah my blood is thinned and uh sandy's just like oh you're a cold-hearted fuck with ice in your fucking dick. <laughs> you icy dick fuck. So this is... is you fucking cold miser, you. 
<laughs> fucking, I don't remember anything about uh, the Batman where... Uh, oh, Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was very much the incorrect choice for the casting of that role. Fuck. You Austrian fuck. (laughs) You fucking Patrick Stewart should have absolutely been cast as Mr. Freeze in the prime of his career, except I'm really glad that he wasn't actually put in that Joel Schulmacher piece of fucking crap because, God, that was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. That is camp. It is camp. It's so bad. How dare you? How (laughs) dare you? It does not camp at all. Oh, wait. Hold on. Speaking, we're going to backtrack. We're in the first scene of this episode. What are we backtracking to? It has come to our attention collectively as a podcasting duo company production. Company. Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning. Part Part one one is very bad. (laughs) You guys, it's so bad. (laughs) It is so bad. I can't even remember what. So, okay, we were I was trying to get to sleep that night and it just kept playing in my head. And I'm like, that movie was so bad. There are so many things that just don't make any sense in that fucking movie. That's what the entity wants you to think. <laughs> I interrupted you. You were going to say, oh, you were Were you just going to say the entity? The entity. Into the microphone? Yes. Like an ASMR? Yes. The entity. You should say it in your, in your uh, Caleb voice. <laughs> the entity. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, how are you going to take a villain seriously when you have to say the word titty like in its name when you're saying it you can't it's impossible i'm sorry you take it seriously if you're the president of the united states of america i guess yeah sigh this has been news okay so they have their meeting sandy encourages caleb again to come forward with the the news that he is Lindsay's father. It's essentially the same meeting that they've been having with no change in the outcome or conversation for the past three episodes. Yes. But it's necessary to do this again because we're gearing the audience up to finally have a resolution to it, question yes. mark? Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, We leave from... That scene. Oh yeah, Caleb essentially is like, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, I need to protect my daughter, whatever the fuck. And Sandy very rightfully points out that Caleb uh, is absolutely not protecting anybody but his damn self, because <laughs> he knows he would be fucking skinned alive. <laughs> <laughs> and a few different things come to fruition um, later, which is uh, which is fun. It's fun times. Along the way to Caleb refusing to explain the trust fund is Sandy saying that Renee is going to plead the fifth when she testifies. The Fifth Amendment allows people to refuse to testify if said testimony will involve admitting to crimes, but all Renee has done is accept child support payments, which is not a crime. So, like, 
this whole they don't understand adultery is a crime is it a when was the last time besides the crucible you were aware of somebody being also what is the what is the statute of limitations on adultery let's look it up statute of limitations adultery california this is uh understanding adultery laws in california (laughs) dot org Uh, In California, adultery is defined as voluntary sexual intercourse by a married person with someone other than uh, his or her spouse. Um, In some states, it's possible to legally end a marriage based on adultery. Um, See, that's what I would think. It's like, it's a thing you can bring to the table during divorce proceedings, but... You're not going to go to jail for it. Probably. I'm not going to look more into this. So, like, this whole plot line is anchored on the writers not knowing how court works. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, they needed Sandy to be able to say lawyer term. And so yeah. Sandy said, plead the fifth. We all go, oh, Sandy's a lawyer. And then move <laughs> the fuck on without thinking too much about it, because that's how this show works. Habeas corpus. <laughs> so they have that conversation. And- Every day I put on my legal briefs and go into work. <laughs> My legal Calvin Klein box of briefs. <laughs> we are both getting excellent at Sandy voice. Yes. I have to say. You especially have come a long way. Thank you. I've been practicing. I have absolutely not. Been I've heard you in the shower doing your uh, your Sandy voice. <laughs> have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> You can't choose that song. <laughs> because that makes me cry. Okay, okay, okay. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> and he was actually singing on Broadway. Jeremy. Really? The the thing, I posted it to Sandy our, Cohen? our Tumblr. Oh, shit. O-Y-G-W-T-O-C. O-Y-G-W-W-T-O-C dot Tumblr dot com. It gets easier and easier every time. Every time. We love it. Every time. It's fantastic. So now we get a whole... I didn't hate Seth in this episode. Yeah, hate would be a strong emotion to have towards Seth in this episode. But he was real... Dancing on the precipice of being the most annoying character in this next scene. Cause, but he always fucking is. Yeah. What's new? I don't know. But you're right. I mean, like, yeah, he, he's constantly... It, I think what's changing is you can tell how hard the writers are trying to make him, like, the lovable goofball. Mm-hmm. Like, it reeks of desperation. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, his lines aren't funny. No. No. They are not. So, really, it's the writers. So, he's like, Mother! Father! We must assign the traditional Chrismica roles. Here is the chore wheel, or whatever. And he designates 
Ryan to find more Jewish people to mm-hmm. bring to Chrismica because apparently blonde hair and blue eyes works on Jewish people. Is that the logic? Uh, as he states it, I believe so, yes. <laughs> yes, he has sent Ryan out. What does he say? My Aryan brother? Yes. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, okay, so that was kind of literally funny. to hunt some Jews for him. <laughs> Why we, the audience, are supposed to be on board with the fact that Ryan knows a bunch of Jewish people <laughs> off screen? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's all those people I learned I, I met in our production of Fiddler uh, from last season that we never actually aired. <laughs> The musical episode that never happened. Yes, correct, yes. Um, Where Ryan plays Tevia hilariously. <laughs> uh, tr- tradition. <laughs> Just so much fucking face acting. Just a lot of staring into the middle distance. <laughs> looking confused. <laughs> Not speaking loud enough for the audience to hear anything he's fucking saying. Oh, we have a good time. Oh, but also what's important. Have a good time. What's important in this scene is we get a shot of Chekhov's Christmas stockings. Yes, we pan across all of them with everyone's names on them. Yes. Well, it was a fun thing last season. Yeah. Um, When does he officially get adopted adopted? I don't remember. It doesn't matter, but like. When he gets his own stocking, it's. The, I remember it being sort of a momentous occasion. Yeah. I remember him being like, it's sort of official that he's a Cohen at that point. And it's a momentous occasion for someone else. Laura. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you guys haven't heard about Laura yet? Well, stay tuned. We'll Ad come back break. after these commercial breaks. <laughs> Hey, fellow kids, do you like Tumblr.com? You can learn all about the OC podcasts that we have called Orange You Glad We Watched the OC. If you go to O-Y-G W-W-T-O-C dot Tumblr.com It just rolls off the tongue. Um, also... Better help. Reach out to us. (laughs) No, don't. They're a terrible company. Could we do a thing where we're like, better help isn't actual therapy, and they they sell your data, and they overwork their therapists, and they put you in touch with therapists that aren't actually therapists, or might just be weird Christo-fascists that want to try and, um, pray the gay away. Better help. Don't use it. Twinkle noise. (laughs) Don't ever use it. What was it? Twinkle noise. Twinkle noise. Ding. You gotta, yeah. You gotta edit that in post. I'll do. I'll do it right now. Ding. There you go. You're welcome. Um, so I, it, I edited in in not pre. I edited it in current. Yes. Okay. You were saying sorry. <laughs> Sandy comes in at the end of this scene, and he's like, "Father, you will be in charge of something, something." And Sandy is disgruntled from his conversation with Caleb. Again, despite the fact that it has not changed since they've had this conversation, but now he's real mad about it. And he's like, I don't want to be involved with Chrismica. 
That's not my Sandy voice. <laughs> no, but he is moping. Generally mope voice. So, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it, 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 it makes sense. It's fine. I don't want to be involved in Chrismica. How's that? Oh, that's right. Because the other, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Should yeah. I take it again? It's fine. Do one more time. More gravel, more grit. I don't want to be involved in Chrismica. There you go. Yes. Perfect. This scene ends with opening credits, but I don't remember. Seth says something. The last line is his. It doesn't matter. Who cares? California. Here we come. Why die la da die? Dreidel. Okay. Okay. So now we're at school and Seth is still talking for some reason. <laughs> Seth is still talking for some reason. And um he wants to compose he's talking about how he wants to compose a Christmas carol to the tune of A Lack of Color. By to whom is he speaking? The, the the gang. Ryan? Ryan. And the gang. Who the Marissa and Summer? Summer? Are they there? I think they're in this scene. He's talking to someone. It might just be set. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he spends. I think the only. I think his first interaction with the girls is when they're getting coffee, lamenting their shitty Christmases. Because he throws the money down like a. So he's probably just talking with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just gonna play, and a section of. A lack of color by Death Cab. Oh, do it. Real quick. Do it. So far, no lyrics. We're going to get copyright struck for that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I, He's talking with Kirsten because Kirsten doesn't know who the fuck Death Cab is. Nope. And she's like, is that a band? No, he. that's in the beginning scene. He's having this conversation with someone. Oh, he's still school. talking about this thing. Okay. Yes. I got you. Also, I'm mad at everybody who sold or bought all of the tickets for the reunion tour for this fucking album. You're bad. You're mad at bots. I'm mad at bots. Because it's bots that did it. It's bots that did it. Yep. Um, it's a good album. It's good. But that's not... You can't make a, Christ- a jolly Christmas carol out of that. It's too minor key. It's too sad. I don't know. There's a lot of Christmas carols that are in sort of that kind of key. What does he say? Jesus and Moses... They both had beards. <laughs> See, it works to me. I don't okay, know. Okay, fine. Fine. It needs to be workshopped. We'll get Lin-Manuel on it. Okay. He's probably not busy. <laughs> um. All right. They're talking about... Love is love, Sarah. Love is love. Is love is love is love. Um. I think it is. You're right. It is just Ryan and Seth talking to each other because now they're talking about potential people to invite to Chrismica. Yeah. And Alex is out of town with her family. This, yes. Conveniently. And Ryan does not want, he thinks it's too forward. To ask Lindsay. Yeah. 
Task Lindsay. So and- Seth real yeah. So this after this conversation, um, Seth thinks that Ryan will not be asking Lindsay. Yeah, which changes later. Yeah, yeah. And Marissa's gonna be with Jimmy for Christmas, and at the mention of Jimmy, we go to. Is this the scene? Exterior boat. Yep. This boat is a rockin'. <laughs> so you should not come and knock it. <laughs> Who is a rockin' the boat, Evan? I was. It was shocking. Because <laughs> Julie Cooper is fully nude and under the covers on top of one Jimmy. Jimmy Von Cooper. Cooper, yes. Uh, with his sandy curls that they've put him in instead of his Caesar cut, thankfully. Um <laughs> And yeah, they are smooching hard and they're doing that thing where like the only reason you can't see more of her breast is because it's smooshed into his body. And I'm like, damn this television show. Like, here's my thing. This show desperately wants to be a sexy time soap opera show, mm -hmm. but you cannot show underage folk doing the sexy times. Mm hmm. So they had to shoehorn it in somewhere. Yep. And here it is. Yep. But the the listener is supposed to ascertain that Julie and Jimmy are once again into each other and having the sexual relations. <laughs> having the sexual relations. They are, yes. It's how I come on to you. They're doing <laughs> <laughs> Husband, would you like to have the sexual marital relations? In the marital bed? In the marital bed. <laughs> On the marital boat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wish we had a marital boat. I'm going to say this again. Every time the boat comes up, does he own it? Does he rent it? Why does he live on a boat? Why does he live on a boat? <laughs> Is it for sexy purposes? Why does he? Where does he shower? Is there is a it shower on the boat? He showers in the ocean like God intended, <laughs> and that's why his curls look so beach, beachy, beachy. <laughs> so yeah, they're his job is beach boning. Well, okay, apparently they have it <laughs> during the course of this conversation where they're doing a lot of smooching. Um, they, I don't remember what they're sort of talking about. They're talking about, is this where they're talking about what the definition of adultery is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's <laughs> almost inside of her. <laughs> and she's like, is this adultery? And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, Wikipedia probably. would say most likely. <laughs> and she sits up at one point and she's like, no, I really, uh, you know, she's having second thoughts. You know, should I be doing this? Blah, blah. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Baby, it's 50 degrees outside. <laughs> the light breeze might be too much. <laughs> might unbeachy my waves. But it's also totally fine because Caleb has not touched her in months. Oh, is that what she says? Yeah. Oh. She's a woman with needs. She's a she's a sexy good times lady. Yeah. Um, Team Julie Cooper at all times forever. I don't know what Jimmy says to convince her, but she's basically like, yeah, put it in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we cut away from that and we are led to understand that, oh, yeah, they be boning and they will be they will continue to be boning on multiple occasions this whole episode. Can you describe the music 
that is taking that is happening in the background which, which is it was this the it's a very the, la, la 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 is that the one they're doing that the the carol of the bells but it's like but it's like cats no it's not that happens later though that happens much later but the music that accompanies this whole scene is extremely sexy times forward oh yeah it is extremely i was not no i didn't notice i wasn't paying attention sorry your job is to pay attention i was watching them smooch they were like smooch 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 and i was like (laughs) look at them smooching there's so much smooching happening I'm going to see, talk for a second. I'm going to see if I can Google, like, what the songs were specifically in this episode. Well, what happens in the next scene? Maybe if I move on to that, um, I can talk a little bit more about it. Duh. Sandy appeals to Renee to get her to come forward to keep both her and Caleb out of prison. Yes, this is great. It's a great scene. Um, where do they meet? They meet outside of something. I think they're on the pier again. No, no. Uh, it's a different place. And she's like, he's like, thanks for meeting me here. I'm running out of locations for my <laughs> clandestine meetings. <laughs> he has so many of them these days. Um, so wait, is it like his back patio or something? <laughs> it's like a mini golf course. I don't it's know. A it's a mini golf course. Somewhere. They're <laughs> um, on the fourth hole. <laughs> thanks for meeting me. Thanks for meeting me here at the clown windmill. Uh, <laughs> You're over par. <laughs> I, I just got to try and make this. Hang on, just... Damn it! So he, yeah, he's asking Renee if she'll come forward because Caleb continues, or yeah, continues to refuse to come forward with the truth to save his own skin. Um, For reasons. Well, I mean, we all know why, because he understands, yeah, he would be burned alive by his daughter and his wife uh, for what he did in the past 16 years ago. But, okay, so, Have like... you found the music? I, I, I did find the music, but also, like, literal prison versus your wife and daughter being mad at you. Yeah. Literal prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this show doesn't know how how prison works. So, yeah. you know. I mean, this would be... I was going to fucking say something. It'll come back oh, yeah, to you. No, no. It would be extremely white collar, like, we're going to have Play-Doh breaks <laughs> for our mental health <laughs> prison anyway. Yeah, a very, very starched white collar prison. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe whatever. Do you want to play this music for us? Oh, God. It's Harmar Superstar. Oh, no. We are not playing that. We're Uh not playing it, but that is... Fuck that guy. Yeah. So, um, Sandy appeals to Renee, right? Yeah. Look. uh, I'm so mad that so many places platformed Harmar Superstar in the 2000s. Did, had the allegations against him come to light at that point? No, but... No, you still liked him at that time. I didn't. I never saw him. He opened for, I think, The Faint. When I saw The Faint at The Globe, R.I.P. The Globe, mm-hmm. I am 400,000 years old. Um, and his thing, even at the time, was like throwing his pubes at the audience. That's gross. He would like grab and throw 
That's and, super gross. Like, he was just kind of... Everybody tolerated him because he was like a lounge act, I guess. You're really selling it. <sighs> All right, so if you we ever liked really Harmar into- Superstar, shame on you. We were... <laughs> No, I mean, it was a well-kept enough secret that, because abusers protect abusers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, no one really knew until, I think, two years ago. And then, do you know what happened? He got a profile in the New York Times, like the, I'm Penn Sta- I'm Penn Station. I'm standing pensively in my backyard and I'm definitely reformed. Uh-huh. Because that's what men get. Yeah. After they do shit, I am expecting a uh, rehabbing of Diddy's image in Vanity Fair fucking cover spread any day now. I hate it here. So he's talking to Renee. (laughs) And he's like, look, Caleb's not going to come forward. But here's here's the thing. Um, You could lose your daughter over this because they have enough evidence on you as well to indict both of you, essentially. And then he's like, well, I've lost the daughter either way. Yeah. 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 So maybe don't go to jail over this. Maybe instead just take the L (laughs) and be embarrassed for a little bit and, you know, try and... So, like, yeah, Lindsay's going to be pissed at you, obviously. Like, Lindsay's going to be pissed at you. However, um... I think she would be sadder if she didn't have her fucking mom because <laughs> she was in prison. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Renee, like Caleb, is like, no, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. I just <laughs> I couldn't possibly face the wrath of a 16-year-old who relies on me for literally everything. For reasons. I couldn't possibly. My standing in the community. <laughs> That I have been a part of for though these three months. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway. Sandy, yeah. Sandy's like, oh my god, what the fuck is it with you guys? So now we break from this scene to astronomy slash physics class again. Slash whatever class they've decided this is. Mm -hmm. Where... Um, Ryan is attempting to uninvite Lindsay to Chrismica. No, no, he hasn't even invited her yet. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we've barely touched. We've barely scratched the surface. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they're in class. They are talking about their holiday experiences and Correct. how they deal with them. Yeah. And Lindsay, uh, at one point she says she, you know, she says, um, some kids have to figure out that Santa Claus isn't real. I need to figure out that my dad isn't real or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, some people give up on Santa Claus. I gave up on my dad. Yeah. Uh, she says that, you know, they stopped even getting a tree at one point because it's just, the two it's of just them too sad. And yeah. two literal presents under the tree. Like, get your mom more than one present, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, also, let's not forget, they are crushingly poor. uh, Despite the fact that, again, she has Uh, really cute clothing in this episode. She has cute clothing, and we know that there have been alimony payments or child support payments 
furlough these 16 years and they live in an actual house that's true it's a big like it's not as big as the cohen's house the cohen stronghold <laughs> but it's a decent sized house and it's a house yeah it's a fucking house do do the girlies don't always get houses no case in point yeah these fucking girlies like right here. it would have been more uh, the most believable not to com- keep comparing this show to veronica mars but veronica mars lived in a motel with a pool yeah at one point yeah like a one bedroom yeah with her dad yeah that show was believable yeah do your sets the oc yeah i mean it's fine it is it is what it is um but yeah so they're sort of commiserating and Ryan, Ryan is overcome and invites her to Christmas. She looks so wayfish. Yeah. And she's like batting her eyes and looking so sad and being like, oh, the holidays really are no time of celebration for our. And she family. has like a blazer or possibly a statement necklace or one or both of these things or a low-slung pants and extremely long torso shirt. I will say this. They have dramatically changed. Well, okay. Here. I'm going to follow this. You're shaking your head. I'm shaking my head. No, no, no. So I was going to say they have dramatically changed her styling from the first episode that we were introduced to her in. And that's true. Yeah. She was in a big oversized baggy shirt, big oversized baggy pants. Um, But... I'm going to be gracious to this show and the characters in this, you know, cinematic universe, if you will. Right. You know, the canon of the OCU. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to. This is my new headcanon. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Lindsay gets made fun of for her shitty car and her shitty clothing and has the worst first day of school ever because ryan not only spills hot coffee or thank you got it it's, it's cold coffee thank god that's right he gets an iced coffee mm-hmm. uh, he spills coffee all over her um and also like punches her in the face accidentally so she has a really lousy first day of school uh-huh. my head canon is she went back to renee that day renee was like hey honey how was your first day of school Lindsay, quite right, was like, this is bullshit. I hate it. Um, this is awful. Uh, everyone hates how I dress. I drive the shittiest car. Um, I'm going to be miserable this entire year. So my headcanon is Renee took some of that there alimony money, alimony, as I'm going to start calling it, um, and started getting her daughter clothes that velvet fit nicer. Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. These bitches love velvet blazers, Sarah. Case in point, season one. So I am going to emphatically push back on this. How? Are, why are you pushing back? Because she dresses really cute in this episode. Okay, so you you will let me say why okay. I am pushing back on I'm going to sip my juice. Canonically, and despite all the... Continue. Just sipping my juice. <laughs> Despite all of the sorus that the school and its population has put her through, we haven't had a scene with Lindsay where she has said, oh, I am upset because these girls bullied me on the water polo team or whatever. <laughs> and now I feel the need to fit in. So what I think is happening is the 
costumers are just trying to make her more palatable to the audience. Okay, well, yes, Sarah, it's a television show. So obviously the costumers are just putting her in cute clothes. Yeah. But if we're going to try and actually like play along with the game of a but little why? thing called dis- suspension of we, disbelief. But why are we suspending the disbelief in this scene as opposed to every other scene? No, it's not. She dressed, She started dressing cute. She started dressing cute after the first episode. I'm trying to create a relatable narrative that would make sense consistently across episodes of why she started. Of course they did it because it's a fucking show. I mean, we may as well stop doing this podcast if we're going to be like, oh, all these decisions are being made. It's like they're being written by other people. Of course they are. It's a television show. So yes, of course, hair and makeup went, okay, Marissa, we're going to put you in this stupid fucking hat with a bow on the back, but it would be nice to try and come up with some motivation on the part of the characters to do these things. <laughs> What's your motivation for this bow? <laughs> Marissa has awful taste. That's The character has terrible, terrible taste. Had, so the motivation for dressing cuter uh, in my head is not because the wardrobe department did it. It's because she's trying to fit in a little better no, but, in uh, this school. Okay, but no, truly, if we're thinking about the fact that the people involved with this show don't know how to actually do anything. They know nothing about court. They know nothing about prison. Prison. They know nothing about <laughs> Christmas. Um, they just shoehorned those decisions in. I use the word shoehorned again, and I feel like I'm overusing it. But they were just like, this is this is a character that we sympathize with now, and we must broadcast that to the viewing audience without telling them why. By making her cuter? By making her cuter. <sighs> like, what else was she going to wear? Junkos? That would have been funny. <laughs> I don't see the character wearing Junkos. She wants, she, she's, she's looking for too much scholarship money. To be wearing them fat pants. You can stick a lot of scholarship money down those Junkos, is all I'm saying. They have big pockets. Oh, yeah. So as much as I do love (laughs) to make fun of (laughs) stacks and stacks of scholarship (laughs) money in her huge back pockets. (laughs) That's how the scholarship is paid out, is in giant wads of cash. cash. (laughs) In numbered dollar bills. Yes. Okay. Uh, as much as I do love making fun of the the hair and wardrobe department for their choices, a case in point, whatever the fucking hat, um, <sighs> goddamn, what's her name is wearing summer. I did forget about the bow hat when I decided that this hat was the worst. The <laughs> there have been a lot of Lady Sherlock hat. I mean, wasn't who I was think... the who was the girl who was confidence Cohen confidence? What was that character's name? Oh fucking Christ. Kaylee, Kylie. No, we've, we've done this for like the last three episodes. We need like a Jiley. <laughs> we need a family tree to just like crop in front of it's us. The rogues gallery of everyone yes. we keep forgetting. Anyway, that case, Anna. Thank you, thank you. Good job, good job, good job, good job. I want a master cut of every time you remember Anna's name and scream <laughs> it into the microphone. I didn't even have to look it up this time. Good job, thank you. Um. Anyway, so like that. You know, as much as I love to make fun of hair and wardrobe for those decisions, you know, 
fucking Jimmy's haircut in the first season. You know, that was a bad haircut decision on the on the part of hair. It was um, a bad haircut decision, but I want to say it was a studied haircut decision because George Clooney, heartthrob of all heartthrobs, was on ER mm, with that haircut. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, all of these choices were made by, you know, by wardrobe by for a, a reason, you yeah. know. Um, all by of a guy and then a focus shirts. group. <laughs> right. Um, I get it. But for me, it's going to be at least a, it's also it'll be as much fun po- as poking fun at hair and makeup if we're trying to come up with reasons in universe for why the characters are making these decisions. That would also be a fun exercise, I think. Okay, you can have fun with that and I will yell at you. So here's a question for about you then not on the same theme. Fun. Why is Summer what is what is Summer thinking about her choice to wear the this this cable knit sweater and low-rise jeans and this hat, this vexing hat. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. That's perfect. Yep. It's cold for California. Okay, so where the fuck are we in this goddamn episode? Oh, yes! Ryan invites her to Chrismica. That's and, where we fucking are. And us, as the viewer, are going, oh no, Caleb is coming to Chrismica. Yep. Julie is coming to Chrismica. Yep. This is a time bomb. It's a, it's a great time bomb, though. Yep. Um, so she's like, no, I couldn't, or whatever, I'm not really into it, and he's like, look, this is Seth's thing. No one's yeah. really into it. <laughs> Come, there'll be. And that's enough for her to say yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. At one po- at what point do they mention the Sylvester Stallone movie? Uh, in this the conversation. Top? Yeah, in, in this, this conversation. conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, mostly all we did last year was watch Over the Top. And she's like, a Christmas classic. And I was like, what the fuck is Over the Top? So we looked it up and it's a Sylvester <laughs> yeah. Stallone boxing movie? I don't know what no, to know here. It's not boxing because that's Rocky. I still have it on my phone. Okay. Um, do I still have it? I do. Over the Top. 1987. American sports drama film starring Sylvester Stallone. Um, okay, a real quick plot synopsis. Lincoln Hawk. <laughs> Lincoln Hawk is a truck driver who also arm wrestles. It's an arm wrestling movie. Okay, so we will be watching this movie for research. Oh, we will fucking absolutely be watching this movie. Uh, okay, who also arm wrestles for extra cash. Hawk's estranged wife, Christina, who is suffering from heart disease, <laughs> asks that Hawk pick up their young son, Michael, from military school. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because we need to watch this without further context. So what 40-year-old wrote this in to this script? Because, okay, Teenagers have the whole world at their fingertips in 2023. They can get into the Beatles. They can get into Pink Floyd. They can get into something that's not white. (laughs) And from the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) But in 2003, the internet was still a tiny baby. And you would have to go out of your way to find this film. I'm gonna okay. We love pushing back. This is you pushed back on the whole thingy. I'm gonna push back on this. Okay. Um, when did Blockbuster go out of business? Oh shit! 
When did Blockbuster go out of business? According to Wikipedia, significant loss of revenue occurred during the late 2000s, and the company filed for bankruptcy protection in 2010. Okay, in 2010. So, Blockbuster still exists. Okay. They very famously uh, had uh, more films on location in every Blockbuster than are currently viewable on Netflix. Okay. Uh, the hundreds of thousands of films were actually there. So I'm sure it's in the I, Sylvester Stallone part of the store you could get. It's why I top. kept my disc subscription yep. for as long as I did. Because yep. even on disc, the things that the Netflix stole from Blockbuster and repurposed was more extensive yeah. than what they have on fucking streaming. Yeah. So that's my guess. We have to put ourselves back into the context of the historical era. They probably just went to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or whatever the fuck existed in California in 2004. Do we think, canonically, do we think it's Sandy's favorite movie? I think he certainly likes it. Absolutely, he likes that movie. Okay. Because if Sandy is, uh, did they ever say what his birthday is? Nope. Sandy's probably about. He seems like a Capricorn. <laughs> Getting our DMs with order you think Sandra Anthony Cohen's fucking uh, birthday is. Um, but he's probably around. Not No, he's older than we are. Yeah. So how old do you think he is in the show, in this season, in this episode? About our age. So in his 40s? Yeah. Yeah? So 89, if you're in your 40s, in the 2003s, 89 is... Very much the age to being super into knockoff. Sure, it was 87, but, you know. uh, Fine! (laughs) Let's not be be pedantic about it. (laughs) All right, let's move this fucking We're never going to fucking finish this goddamn episode. (laughs) Okay, so now this is the scene where we're in... Uh, the lounge with yes, Summer the girls are crying over their empty coffee mugs or empty coffee things, cups, cups. Thank you, coffee things. <laughs> Is it? It's just a cup, isn't but, it? When yeah. it's a big one with the lid yeah. on top. Yeah, yeah. This was before statement uh, reusable travel cups. Yeah, yeah. This was before your Stanley's cup. And your clean uh, canteens, clean canteens, knock over your clean canteen, <laughs> knock over your clean canteen. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Fleming, uh, for that gem. Um, this is the game we love to play called There's Nothing in That Coffee Cup. Yeah, so they're playing that game and they're also playing the game of exposition because this is where we learn that both of their respective boyfriends are not there for the weekend and. There's something about Marissa wanting to spike eggnog. They do. They put in a few kernels here and there in this episode that she's still drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So is that going to be a future rehab episode? Who knows? They also, when they're on the boat asking for the extension cord and the power generator... They talk, uh, they're talking about Summer's stepmom and they say something like, she's on all the interesting drugs right now. And Summer's like, you can't have any. Yeah. Yeah. So it might just be accepted in canonically this world Mm -hmm. that Marissa's a mess and they like her for it anyway, which you know what? Sure. Sometimes you get to be a mess and people love you anyway. Yeah, exactly. 
the girls are like, oh, woe betide us. We have nothing to do. Spike Summer's like, on. I'm going to be stuck with my step bitch. Um, Marissa's like, I'm going to celebrate with my dad on his boat. Is No, I'm yeah. going to be, I'm, what, she says, like, I'm going to be trapped with. No, Marissa says she's going to be with her dad on his boat. Okay. Yeah. And then Seth wanders into the scene and throws uh, cash dollars at the help who is giving him a empty cup of coffee. <laughs> no, truly, he just like chucks his money <laughs> on the table. And I'm just like, my guy, look people who are serving you in the eyes. They're not humans. No. Not according to one Seth Cohen. No, they're not. Um... So he invites both of them to Chris McCub, but not Jimmy. Does he say not Jimmy or not? No, he says you can bring. He says absolutely bring. Bring Jimmy, but don't bring. Don't bring your stepmom. No, don't. Bring oh, don't your bring your dad. dad. That's right. Yes, because Summer's dad hates him. Yes. Yes. And that would be awkward. And also, he's probably off acting on several made-for-TV Lifetime movies right. and is unavailable for this episode or daytime soaps. That dude has a daytime soap slash lifetime face. Yes. Yes, yes, he does. And we celebrate him for that. And the girls are like, blah, blah, blah. and they start walking away. And he's like, but you're going to come to Chrismica, right? In a really weird shot, they're up on some stairs and they're talking to him and it makes it look like he's kneeling. It's really weird. The, the framing is just uh, whatever. Whoever the director was that day made some odd choices. They, they wanted to take Seth's role as a sub, <laughs> literally, and broadcast it to the audience. And if you know, you know. If you know, you know. As they say, I-Y-K-Y-K. And he's like, so you're coming to Christmas, all right? And they're like, yeah, fine, whatever. And they, yeah, they literally are that dismissive. Um, and it's especially funny, and again, inconsistent, that Summer is extremely dismissive of this whole thing. And then we'll have a complete about face mere scenes later. <laughs> Whatever are you speaking of? <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So now we jump to the Newport group. And Julie is two hours late for an investor meeting because... Well, what's her, what's her what's her excuse in in uh... her excuse to Julia is like my phone must have died, and then it immediately, <laughs> immediately rings, rings. <laughs> and her ringtone for Jimmy is the hustle. Yep. We're gonna get copyright struck again. Damn it! <laughs> you sing too much. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, she comes into this thing. She's super frazzled. Uh huh. Uh, as Kirsten says, Kirsten's like, you know, uh, what? Oh yeah. Okay. So Julie's like, uh, when is the meeting? Are you ready for the meeting? And Kirsten's like, I was ready for it two hours ago when the meeting happened without you, you bitch. Where the fuck have you been? Why do you smell like cock? <laughs> and Julie's like, is that oh. cum in your hair? <laughs> uh, is this the one movie with Cameron Diaz and Jim Carrey? Yeah. Right. Um, when did that movie take place? Oh, you've uh, Jim Carrey wasn't in that one. You're thinking about what about Mary? It's not <gasps> something Jim Carrey, about it's Mary. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Cameron Diaz is in the movie I watched last night. <gasps> the Box. Frank the- Langella and and Cameron Diaz and um, James Marston. 
Did you? Oh, James Marston. Yeah. We love James Marston, but that's not the one that was underwater. No, that one's called Underwater. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that one's got Chris, Kristen Stewart. Kirsten. Kirsten Stewart? Kirsten. Kristen. No. no. <laughs> Kirsten Cohen Stewart. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. No, 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 no. Okay, really brief aside, um, digression. This about, episode is going to be three hours it's long. It's going to be three hours long. It's fine. No one cares. Um, Kristen Stewart is in a uh, lesbian psychodrama that is coming out she i'll just show you the trailer when we're done recording this episode she falls in love with a lady who is doing bodybuilding oh okay yes and the thing that people keep bringing up about kristen stewart is she basically just plays herself (laughs) in every single movie she's ever been in Mm -hmm. and it's varying degrees of successful return based on how believable kristen stewart is in like space sure or princess diana yeah (laughs) wait did she play princess diana yes she fucking did are you kidding me no i'm not kidding you but she mumbles all of her lines. We're, we'll also see this for research. I also feel was, like I need to learn more about Princess Diana for this. I feel like I need, I need to watch archival footage of her and like speeches she gave and stuff so I can sign, kind of get a sense for who she... <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding you. Like, because I just... Because like, okay, in Underwater, Kristen Stewart, in my opinion, did a really good job. Okay. Um, Because her character is a mechanical engineer and... Um, having known some mechanical engineers in my day, they're whatever. She did a really good job of uh, being completely believable, like socially, you know, etiquette wise, like, yeah. you know, talking, <laughs> you know. Um, but so like as much as I really enjoyed her in that and I also enjoyed her in that Christmas movie, another lesbian Christmas movie that you and I watched. I hated the ending of that movie so much. It was very dumb. Yes, it was very dumb. And it, it had all so of the rote, stupid, cliche, girl loses girl bullshit. But she did a good job in that. She did a good job. Because um, she was playing Kristen Stewart. Because she was playing Kristen Stewart. So anyway, I'm extremely curious. But I've, as for as much as everyone is obsessed with Lady Di, I know shit all about her. Uh, so You're- like, I can't, I could not do a good job of judging Kristen Stewart's performance without learning more about the the mannerisms, the cadence, the speech patterns, the accent of one uh, Princess of Wales. Is that who she was? Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales. Okay, thank you. Here is my Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales impression. Ready? Do it. Yep. Your skin is cold. You sparkle. (laughs) In the sunlight. You move so fast. <laughs> what are you? These are all things Tell she said. Tell me what you are. These are all things that she said to Prince Charles, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So we'll we'll have some we'll have a <sighs> We'll have some film homework to do over my very brief Christmas vacation. Okay, so we'll watch that. What's the film called? Just Diana. Spencer. It's called Spencer. I think it's called Spencer. Okay, uh, so we'll watch that. We'll watch Over the Top. 
and we'll let you, the audience, know. Because <laughs> you definitely oh, care. Okay, so Julie is obviously late for this uh, investor meeting because she was fucking Jimmy. She somewhere. was fucking Jimmy, yes. yes. And um, her excuse that her phone is out of battery immediately loses water when Jimmy calls her and Kirsten is like huh that's the ringtone that you assigned to Jimmy why is he calling you why is he calling you also whose favorite song is the (laughs) The hustle Hustle. no you know what the tracks the tracks that Jimmy's favorite song is the hustle tell me how it tracks Look at Jimmy Cooper. Look at everything we know about <laughs> Jimmy Cooper. How does that not track? What do you think Jimmy Cooper's favorite song would be? I need to, uh, Okay, I, now I'm thinking it would be something by Bruce Springsteen. You're right. It would be Bruce Springsteen or it would be Journey. Or it would be... What song... What was the song that Ryan listened to? No, no, no. Not Ryan. Uh, Luke. Luke and Julie during their affair. Remember? Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck! What was it? It was some seventies, yeah, guitar rock. Yeah, 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 band. yeah, yeah. Shit! I can't remember. Yeah, we have no object permanence. Okay, here's a quiz for you. But it, uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's genre would firmly be among those songs. So here's my quiz question for you. Okay, what's that? What was Julie's favorite song that is her ringtone for Jimmy's phone? Kirsten mentions it in the episode. I have no idea. Me neither. <laughs> she didn't actually mention it. You're making that up. No, she actually does. Just like yeah. whole cloth. No, she does. Uh, because it's funny because Kirsten is like, uh, remember, she's like, I remember because I was there when you programmed it into each other's phones. Oh, it's something like American Woman. Is it? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll look it up later. Okay. Or we'll just rewatch the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to edit in an addendum, though. I do as little work for this as humanly possible. Yeah, also, you will not rewatch this. Are Y'all- you kidding? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, this is what you'll do you'll rewatch it because you love rewatching this show, and you'll post what it is on our Tumblr. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> what Julie's favorite song is. Yes. So Kirsten's like, you're awfully frazzled. What's going on? And Julie's like, nothing. It's Has like the condom talk- falls out of her fucking cooch through her shirt. Or like it's out of her skirt and lands on the ground. <laughs> and Julie's like, how did that get there? And then we cut from the scene to the Cohen kitchen where Ryan is trying to, once again, Ryan is just trying to do homework <laughs> in his physics class, <laughs> physics slash astronomy slash calculus slash whatever they want to put in this individual class. Architecture. Remember, he's going to be architect. an architect. That's right. And Seth comes into the, the room and is like, oh, my God, Christmaco is too commercial now. And I can't stand how commercial it is. And we're going to have to do a line of Christmas merchandise and home goods. Well, the reason that he's being all putsy about it is because he's like, um, he's like, hey, so I invited the girls. Mm-hmm. And that's where Ryan's like, what? And because <laughs> like, I figured Lindsay wasn't coming. Yeah. So and Ryan's like, well, guess what? 
<laughs> Lindsay is, is coming. But this is also supposed to be a meta commentary on. This was before we realized that Spotify would become a thing that would pay you 0.10 cents for every stream. For every, like, million streams. Every million streams of one of your songs. So everybody was really concerned about bands selling out. Like, the Shins had one car commercial. And uh, basically, whenever you got a car commercial, specifically, whenever you got any (laughs) nominal amount of money for a work of art that you made, the whole music appreciating audience was like, you sold out and we can't get it! So this is supposed to be like the writer's clever nod to Mm. that. Because Seth listens to so much Death Cab. Yes, 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 yes. And I feel like it mostly didn't fly with the audience at the time. No, but I maybe someone felt better writing it. I don't know. I didn't pick up on Oh, we know the writers feel very good about themselves. <laughs> you can hear them clad <laughs> handing and clapping you for can themselves. Hear their little erections. Right when they're like, Ooh boy, we really Ooh, didn't we did some foreshadowing there, didn't we? Ooh, we totally called back to that foreshadowing we did. <laughs> Yeah, they're very self-satisfied in a lot of these episodes. And so the boys are panicking. The boys are panicking. Listeners, find all of the writers of this episode on social media and cyberbully them. Yes. Maybe dox them. This is when the boys go outside <laughs> to talk with Sandy uh, because they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? He's grilling steaks because it's, again, 50 degrees outside and that is steak grilling in the backyard weather. Yep. In California it is. Yes. Um, it's steak grilling in Wisconsin weather. Correct. Well, 32 degrees is steak grilling in Wisconsin because it's not below freezing. It's at freezing. Like, I'm surprised that, well, we haven't been outside today necessarily because we're hermits. But <laughs> when we do go outside, I would be surprised if there was not the smell of a grill or a fire pit somewhere. Correct. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, so they come upon one Sandrew Anthony Cohen and they're like, Father, uh, what should we do with this quotandry we have? And Sandy's like, oh, you invited Lindsay? Maybe don't do that. I don't think that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. This and is not my that's best. It's <laughs> not my best, Sandy. It's a lot. It's it's kind of a cute exchange, though, uh, because, um, you know, he's like, oh, how serious are you two? Uh, how well do you know this girl? Uh, do you like her? Uh, and Seth is immediately like, he wants to see her naked! Yeah, fucking Seth. Like in a super tattletale, like, he's thinking about boobs, Dad! <laughs> Fuck this Seth. Okay. Seth is a narc. Ryan's like, yeah, you know, I, uh... So, and then Sandy's like, ah, so you like her a lot. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't think you should, uh, I don't think you should invite her. And this is the part that comes back to the quiz, which you basically aced. Because Sandy says, uh, since her mom is involved in the investigation, it's probably best that Lindsay not come. And the boys are like, yuck, yuck, yuck. How's Lindsay involved in the case? Yuck, yuck, yuck. What is she? Uh... Is she? And they do like a little it's Laurel so and Hardy good. fucking thing. It's good, and by good I mean bad. Yeah, um, because uh, they're like, what is she? Is she Caleb's drug dealer? Is she Caleb's 
What's the other thing they say? It was in the quiz. It's not pimp. I know it's not pimp. Is she a drug mule? Is she... Nope, it doesn't say in this reading. The last thing is, is she his illegitimate love child? And then we see Caleb... Not Caleb. Sandy. Sandy's stricken face. (laughs) And instead of erasing his stricken face, he fully turns the stricken face around from where he is grilling the steaks. His enormous five-foot-wide stricken face. Yes, to the the eyebrows are eyebrowing, they're furrowed, <laughs> one could say. Yes. And he turns those furrowed eyebrows around to Seth and Ryan, who in turn have very concerned faces. And Ryan's face is the same face that he does every time. Yep. And he doesn't know what to do. Acting nope. wisely. Just staring in a scene. into the middle distance. Just kind of stare into the middle distance. Just focus on a dust moat. Maybe drool a little bit. <laughs> Maybe think about your family dog. Yeah, and Sandy says this stays between us, and it's like And they're like Oh oh <laughs> SpaghettiOs. Yeah. How are they going to keep this a secret? I'm really, really glad. That they did not fall into a pattern that this show fucking loves to fall into. Where it's if one character has a piece of information about another character's life. Okay, just... We're putting an asterisk there. Just give it a few episodes. And I'm not even saying because I remember what happens in a few episodes. But this they will fall back on this pattern Oh, in the future. Oh, Well, about this specific thing... Just in general, about something and nothing and anything. Keep going. Okay, yeah. So this this show loves to do the thing. I'm trying to summon an exact um, example of this, but this would have been a perfect example where oh, oh, oh the last one that I can think of is uh, Ryan knew about Julie uh, sleeping with Luke. Yeah. Right. Um, they had just found out about it that episode. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to light that he knew, uh, Marissa's like, how could you not tell me? Right. And it's like, well, A, bitch, I just fucking learned. And B, bitch, it wasn't my fucking job to tell you. It was Luke's fucking job to tell you. Right. Well, um, also, don't they do that a little bit at the end of the scene of the show with a little bit with Kirsten and yes, Kirsten yeah. and Sandy. But thank God they also don't do it with Lindsay and Ryan. That was my major thing. I'm glad they didn't double up on people okay. being angry that there were pieces of information that were being, quote unquote, kept from them. They can only do one set of characters per episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that will surface again. So what happens next? What happens next is now is the scene where the respective boys try to uninvite their ladies from yes, because Christmica. since Ryan needs to disinvite Lindsay, he asks that Seth disinvite Summer because he says, "How does it look if Lindsay finds out that we did act that Summer she was disinvited?" And Marissa, Marissa were there. Yeah. yeah, so it would look sort of weird. Yes, yeah. Whatever. It's not a very good excuse, but it gives us a reason for um, Ryan to visit Lindsay and Seth to visit Summer. Correct. And Seth tries to mushmouth his way out of disinviting them. And there's a directed thousand yard stare from Ryan 
to force him into saying, okay, fine, <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Yeah. There is a point here I want to discuss. We we sort of mentioned it earlier in the episode. It's the summer thing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, again, these writers are always very pleased with themselves when they do a... What would you call that? Not mirroring, but... Not foreshadowing. It's where's the... Twinning? I, <laughs> Eiffel Towering? I don't know. Um, okay, so Ryan goes... <laughs> Ryan goes to Lindsay's house. She leaps out of the door and hugs him. And is oh. like, Ryan, it's great to see you. Ooh, happy, happy, happy Christmaca. I think she mir- greets Ryan. I think mirroring, mirroring is actually yeah. the word that you want here. Okay. Um, hugs him. Uh, Ryan does the thing where he's like, oh, I need to talk to you. And she's like, yes, of course you can tell me the thing, but only after this, I've got to show you what I spent all night making Ryan. And they go into her bedroom where there is a full mean girls performance scene. Santa, baby slutty get up that never pays off and i'm mad about it wait it's in those i didn't notice that yeah it's on her bed there's it's not just remnants of the yama yama clauses yama claws yeah it's it's a full skirt it's a like tank top really yeah fuck yeah that would have been hot that would have been fucking hot anyway She's like, I made Yama clauses. She was like, at first I didn't really, I didn't know what to, and I was like, and but then I got really excited about Christmas and I'm so excited to be spending it with people that are excited about it. I'm so glad that I'm absolutely definitely going to this party and that going to this party is suddenly really important to me. And I made these Yama clauses, which are adorable little fur trimmed red. Because we don't know how to characterize my character enough. So we're just going to make me super into this party now. Yeah. 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 And she's like, you're going to think I'm just a nerd because I was up literally all night making these for this party that I'm absolutely definitely going to go to. I took so much Adderall so I can finish these. <laughs> but anyway, what did you have to say? And uh, Ryan is obviously not going to disinvite her now. So he's like, can you bring eggnog? And she's like, yeah, I can bring eggnog. I would love to make it from scratch. She doesn't say that. No. She brings boxed eggnog. But she, uh, anyway. Also boxed it. That's fine. They, they, they There's have, nothing in the box anyway. No, it's not. <laughs> they don't have Oberweiss over there anyhow. Um, so then we mirror to Seth yep. knocking on Summer's door. And here's the thing. Why does she leap out and hug him and say Merry Christmas, Seth? Riddle me that, Sarah. Other than the writers going. It's so let's because have- they have to move the plot. <laughs> Ow, I got a headache suddenly. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're you're not wrong. Yes. Did you get a plot contrivance headache? Yes. Oh Just dear. Stabbing, stabbing plot contrivance. Is one of my is my face drooping on one side? Nope, you're good. Okay, good. I'm not having a an OC stroke. No. Uh, oh, no, we no, can't. Not, we no. can't pour one. Stroke C. No. Stroke C. No, that's fine. <laughs> Welcome to the Stroke C, bitch. So, um, so uh, he's like, I've got something to say, and she's like, you know what, Cohen? Before you, <laughs> before you say that, I just want to say, 
at first I was a little apprehensive about this, but then I completely changed my mind and also for reasons as a person. Yeah. For reasons. Uh, and I decided to feather my hair, um, uh, to frame my face better in a weird way. Um, also, what do you think of this hat? Also this hat <laughs> combination that I'm wearing with this, um, wide knit sweater or whatever. And now we're going to go pick out a Christmas tree for my house. She's like, you can tell me everything that you have to tell me, but after the extensive process of you helping me pick out a fucking Christmas tree for my fucking house. And also, every time you try to tell me whatever it is that you want to tell me, I'm going to conveniently interrupt you and say, yes, you can finish what you're about to say, but only after I reiterate how excited I am that I get to go to Chrismica. And also, it really shows a lot that you're growing as a person, that you that you've you've invited me as a friend because it shows me that you're maturing and that you and I might actually be okay. <laughs> but anyway, what were you going to say? And he says, what, Sarah? Um, he asks her to bring something. He's like, would you like to make latkes? Latkes! And she's like, that sounds great. Now now pick up this enormous tree. Yes, because we're also spending this scene walking around where she is saying like things about trees to make us think she's really into Christmas trees. Like, this one seems dry. This one seems rotund. This one is just right, and I'm Goldilocks. This one's a little homophobic. (laughs) Not in a traditional way. We just needed to shove some homophobia into this episode. Merry (laughs) Christmas. So, obviously, because of this, Seth cannot uninvite her. Yes. To Chris McCuck. Both boys fail miserably at yep. their task. So now we are back at the house for dinner. And I don't recall specifically whether Ryan and Seth immediately tell each other that they failed. And then we switch to Julie and Jimmy in the kitchen. I think that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. So... Jimmy is eating orange chicken Mm -hmm. because part of the Chrismica tradition is ordering Chinese food and watching Christmas movies, which honestly... It made me want lo mein so badly. Yeah. Sorry, obviously, or honestly. We can get you some lo mein if you want. I'm so sorry, I interrupted you. You were going to say something. Well, now I'm thinking about lo mein. Um, (laughs) Jimmy is balls deep in... The orange chicken. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Julie is balls deep in Jimmy. Yeah, she swoops in, grabs his head, gives him a big smooch, and she's like, Oh my God, I need you. I just all day I was thinking about you. And he's like, I'm still chewing. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, But I'll bone you dick wise. Uh, what does he say? He's like, Meet me in the bathroom in 90 seconds. I will satisfy you dickfully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while she is chicken smooching him, Krista, or Kirsten comes in and uh, Julie shoves Jimmy away and is like, stop eating the chicken, you bastard. It's not even Christmaca time yet. <laughs> Other people get to eat this orange chicken. We get some very pregnant looks from Kirsten uh, when Julie is in the room mm-hmm. this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy uh, is like, well, I'll just be going to the bathroom to wash my hands from all this dirty, dirty chicken. 
all this wet, sopping chicken all over my manly, fingers. hairy fingers. My stiff, thick fingers. My fingers that know how to stimulate an orange chicken. <laughs> my fingers that can bring any chicken to orgasm. Oh, <laughs> to a squirting, spraying orgasm. <laughs> Can we take a brief aside? We're gonna take a brief aside because I, I I feel the need to put this in a recorded medium. Yeah, sure. Spraying doesn't, uh, squirting doesn't exist. I think squirting exists. It's just peeing. I think squirting exists. It's just peeing. Readers, get in our DMs <laughs> in if our- you personally have squirted. <laughs> Don't get into our DMs if you think you've made someone squirt because that's you can't hearsay. You can't. That's hearsay. You can't tell. You would have to take it to a lab and be like, "Hello, lab." You can't even really get into our DMs if you think you've squirted because, like, how much Sprite did you drink before your sexual encounter? Did you just really have to go to the bathroom? Was it like a was it like a pelvic exam where you have to drink 48 ounces of fluid before you have your pelvic? <laughs> I don't think it exists. Oh, man. Yeah, science may never know. And scene. So Jimmy excuses himself ostensibly to go wash his hands, but we all know what's going to happen there. Um, what happens next? Renee is dropping Lindsay off in the car and uh, at Nicole's house. And this is the thing that you pointed out was weird. She was like, are you sure you want to do this? We can go see the movies. We can go to a double feature. Our pact was we hated Christmas. Yeah, our we hate the holidays. We hate the holidays. That was our pact is yeah. almost exactly what she says. And I'm like, that is so sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I understand that camaraderie can be found in you know mutual disapproval of something you know that's why the catholic church exists you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like that's just so sad if if nothing else she could have phrased it more positively yeah yeah because it, it, it really came across like I don't like that you're liking things. Let's workshop this. You're enjoying something that I wish you weren't enjoying. And but it's like, also, mm. also, there are several of cult documentaries that have come out in the past couple of years. That was our pact feels like a very culty thing to say. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I'm reading it more as like a mother-daughter pact. Like, you know, we pinky swore that, you know, we wouldn't let boys do it in the butt. You, you have know? neither been a mother nor daughter. I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. Are you just going to sing the whole song? I wish I knew the rest of it. That's really sad that I don't. I'm a bitch, I'm a tease, I'm a goddess on my knees, and you wouldn't want it any other way. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. I wouldn't want it any other way. A brief peek behind the curtain. We had to pause because I had to pee because I've had all the beverages. And as I was walking to the bathroom, I said to Evan, I think the line is actually, I'm nothing in between. 
and you wouldn't want it any other way. What did you say before? I don't remember, but it wasn't that. Oh. Okay. It could be both. I'm she a, says she's, I'm a tease. It, I'm a goddess on my knees. Yeah, that is also what I said. Yeah, that's also one of the lines. But nothing in between is more important than a goddess on the knees. So oh, okay, okay. We we I, have. I mean, it feels like she felt it was all important enough to be included <laughs> in the song. So. But it matters where we were in the song when you were quoting it. Oh, yes. I understand. We apologize to the estate of Meredith Brooks, which I think she's still very much alive. (laughs) (laughs) Was that, was that her, her singer name was just Meredith Brooks? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She didn't have like a, no, she, that song was from the nineties, right? Yep. Is she still writing new music? No. Okay. Or if she does, she's writing and giving it to other artists. Are you looking at Meredith Brooks? Maybe. Is it just KS or is it KES? Just KS. Okay. Lindsay is getting out. Oh, that's the very first thing that comes up is just the, the video song. for bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yes, continue. So the kids, the, the youths are congregating in the pool house and they're having PlayStation Holy trademark. Fuck, how old do you think Meredith Brooks is? I need you to guess. 46. She was born in June 12th, 1958. What the fuck? She is 65 years old. What the fuck? Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. And she is probably performing on a cruise somewhere. I hope so. I hope so too. Well, here, let's find out if she's a turf or not. And then I'll say, oh, meredithbrooks.com. Wait, does she have a Twitter? Her Twitter will reveal if she's a turf or not. Is this necessary? She looks damn good for 65. Okay, so all the kids are playing PlayStation. (gasps) Is Meredith Brooks? Listener, I am making a face. What was the name of the album that Bitch was on? Bitch. Her multi-platinum album, Blurring the Edges. Okay, sure. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready wow, to finish Lilith talking Fair. about this episode? Jesus Christ! Are we ready to finish talking about this episode? There's no finishing. <laughs> it's never. It's never over. So. <laughs> she does have a Twitter. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's go. We're talking. Okay. We're talking about it. Great. So all the kids are in the pool house playing PlayStation together. And this is the part where Marissa is sitting very far away from Ryan. And Ryan she's is like, sitting very far away from yeah. Marissa, yeah. And she's like, I don't bite. You can fucking sit next to me. And he's like, fine, okay, sure. And just as he's about to move over, who should walk through the door? It's his half-sister. It's his hat. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is like, awkward. Yes. Even though, really, like, and I was, I was thinking this at exactly the same time as it was happening. In my head, I'm like, this shouldn't be awkward at all. Like, it's awkward in the sense that um, Lindsay gave a speech last episode where she was like, you used to date the universally acknowledged uh, most beautiful girl in the entire uh, Oceania. Yeah. 
Centro, yeah, which is what the OC stands for. Yes, correct. Orange County, <laughs> Oceania Centro. Are you okay? You I'm okay? fine. You right there, buddy. I'm great. You doing okay? I'm great because who else could come up with Oceania Centro but me? But you, correct. Also, that's on our merch. So, um, <laughs> Oceania Centro. <laughs> Okay, I just really want you to know that Meredith Brooks's Twitter bio just says "bitch lover child mother sinner saint artist songwriter producer badass guitar player." Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> oh man! I mean, she's embracing it, but it makes me a little sad that she's just known for like one thing ever. Yeah, but. This is a philosophical question. Get at us in our DMs, listeners. Is it better to be known for one thing or not known for anything? Um, ooh, good question. Right? Okay, so the girls are, she comes in, she's hanging out with everyone. Ryan, she comes in, everyone sort of face acts at each other. Uh-huh. Ryan goes, uh, um, PlayStation? PlayStation? <laughs> uh, Sandy and Caleb are talking in the main house, and it seems like Caleb is ready to come clean to Kirsten about Renee and Lindsay. But oh, then- oh, 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 there was a meeting. There yes. was a brief meeting yep. with him and Sandy okay. where he says... I've decided I need to come clean. And Sandy says, do you know what you're going to say? And that's where Caleb is like, that's where I was sort of hoping you might be able to assist. Um, anyway. And then does everyone show up and it's like, what do you mean? What were you going to say? Right? Yes. Yes. Correct. And then uh, in a series of clown cars, every single character shows up in <laughs> this kitchen in the kitchen yeah at one point Seth is like that's a good thing we have a roomy kitchen because <laughs> literally every character I'm surprised Luke didn't walk through the door it's like happy Christmas everybody I'm here now the dog. here's also my gay dad <laughs> Julie's or Luke's dog from the pilot I can't remember <laughs> which one I think it was Julie who had the dog yeah, it was because it was uh, what's his name, Jimmy, who was walking the fucking dog. Okay. Where the fuck is Julie's other daughter? She's at ooh. We can incorporate at the end of this. Caitlin watch and Rosa watch. Caitlin is at boarding school. Is she still at boarding school? Yes, because you stay at boarding school for Christmas. Do you? No. No, you fucking don't. But in you come this home show, for Christmas. Not in this show. You stay. <laughs> just have completely forgotten about this bitch. <laughs> she may as well not fucking exist. So everybody is in a kerfuffle to the point where nobody notices Julie and Caleb kind of sneaking into the back end of the scene. You mean Jimmy? Jimmy, excuse yeah. me. After they have clearly fucked up against the bathroom mirror with like a they have like a spit string between their fucking lips the hemorrhoid cream <laughs> is all over the place in the bathroom right um so renee is there 
Um, Caleb is there. Everybody is there. Uh, Caleb keeps sort of like not saying what he's supposed to be saying. Uh, Sandy is like, well, Caleb, I, I, I think the floor is yours. And uh, Kirsten is like, Dad, what the fuck is happening? You're not going anywhere until you fucking tell us what is going on. And he explains the existence of a literal human being who he helped bring into the world. And is in the room. And it's in the room in the absolute worst way possible. 16 years ago. I made a severe error in judgment. judgment. Right. What would have you been? You have a daughter. You have a daughter. You have a wife who is your daughter's age. Presumably, you have been around women enough to have the emotional <laughs> intelligence to not put it this way. What would be? Is there a worse way? Would there be a worse way? I had a botched abortion. <laughs> like I'm really struggling to think of a word. Like. The only other, the uh, maybe if it was like sixteen years ago, I made a, I made a crushing mistake. <laughs> I regret to this day. Like I don't know what else it would fucking take. Oh my god. And the error in judgment is in the room, and she obviously instantly figures it out and yeah. is like, "You're my dad," yeah. and he's like. Hi, kiddo. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't say no, anything. There's he very just... little that actually gets said after yeah. he admits, or doesn't even really admit. All he says is 16 years ago, I made a, an error in judgment. And then he just lets everyone else read between the lines, and they can. Yeah. And I like that. I do appreciate that they didn't overwrite this scene. They really could have. They could have really dumbed it down for okay, us. No, this is the scene where he gets slapped by two different characters, and you're saying they didn't overwrite the scene. They didn't overwrite it. The blocking is good. the The dialogue. No, I think that the I think the dialogue makes perfect sense. It's 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 got brevity to it. It's got. Um, they showed Hutz- restraint. It's got chutzpah. Restraint, it's actually. It's got je ne sais quoi. No, it doesn't have any of that. It just shows restraint. That's okay. the, literally all I was, tra- all I was, all I was trying I'm to I'm sorry. Are you checking your text? Is there somewhere you need to be? AJ says happy holidays. Well, ask AJ if they're going to be at queer karaoke tomorrow on oh, Wednesday. I'll do that later. Do it now. So. Pause it and do it now. Oh, my God. We're going to keep recording while I do this. <laughs> This will be fucking great. Everyone loves this. <laughs> but no, it's fantastic because uh, he approaches Kirsten and she slaps him with her right hand on his left cheek. And yep. it's phenomenal. And she's like, get out of my house. Yep. And she walks away. She storms away. Um, people are like talking. Some things are going on. Um, then <laughs> Caleb goes to Julie and she slaps him on his right cheek with her left hand. <laughs> and she's like, how dare you, Cal? So he is thoroughly slapped, and Marissa and Summer are kind of left alone in the kitchen after everybody who has been slapped and not slapped leaves. Wait, and it's not tomorrow, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday is queer karaoke. If you live in Australia, you can't come. I mean, it would be expensive and difficult. I mean, you can, but it would be expensive and difficult. (laughs) So Marissa and Summer are kind of leaning up against various uh, stoves and counters and saying, 
Well, my family seems less dysfunctional, dysfunctional now. Yeah, the two of them are very self-satisfied in uh, this whole debacle. And they also have the exact low-slung tiny skirt that I used to count. Yes. Sarah? Yes. Do you know what... um, Do you know what... um, uh, um, Do you know what a... uh, Oh, buddy. Do you know what it's called when you have a catastrophic Greek dessert? What? It's a debaklava. <laughs> also text that to AJ immediately. It's debaklava. Okay. Fuck, how do I spell it so that it's obvious what it is, though? Because debacle and baklava don't actually... They're not actually... Okay, pause it while we workshop this. Okay. Okay, we're back. Reader, we workshopped. It was great. A grand time was had by all. I just spelled it debacle hyphen lava, and I'm sort of hoping that that comes across. We'll find out. You should have showed me the spelling, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, okay, everything has exploded. Um, All the boys leave to go check on various people. Um, Seth goes to check on Kirsten. Ryan goes to check on um, Lindsay. No, first, before all that happens, we get Caleb trying to go after Kirsten in the bedroom. And that's where she throws a vase at him. And there's all kinds of MTV uh, back and forth jump shots Jump shots? That's yeah. a basketball thing. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's both of those things. It's both of those things. The 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 director was feeling their Wheaties, let's say. Yeah. And she throws a vase, tries to throw a vase at his head, and she misses, and she locks herself in the bathroom. Yeah, and um, Sandy is like, Kirsten, and this is where she's, she's running away from Sandy, and she's like, you knew, and you didn't tell me. And he's like, I couldn't. And she's like, oh, attorney-client privilege. Yeah. And the way she says it is like, and it's like, um, yeah, Kirsten, attorney-client privilege. Like, it's actually sort of a thing that he could be fucking disbarred for if he just goes around to, it's like, you work with medical records. I can't just be like, oh, hippa schmippa, tell me people's private health information. It's like, no, that's actually a thing you have to kind of deal with. I'm going to tell you, everybody who has herpes <laughs> in the Milwaukee area. I know, all the names and addresses. I don't actually. No, all the again, that would, no. That would be breaking HIPAA. Because we take our respective jobs seriously. Yes. As does Sandra Anthony, Anthony Cohen. Cohen. Correct, yeah. So Kirsten's a little pissed at, Anne, at Sandy, um, but she's obviously furious at fucking Caleb. Yeah, heaves a vase at him. Um, or a vase if you're nasty and it smashes against the wall and uh, the only thing that stops him is Seth saying grandpa maybe you should leave maybe 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 you should sit this one out yes so now uh, really quick and Caleb says this would have been easier if I just went to prison (laughs) again correct correct yes but again like you get arts and crafts time in white collar prison you get basically an hour to make your own podcast (laughs) in white collar prison 
Yeah. Right. right. You get, you, you, you get like golf training in yeah. white collar prison. Yeah. Useful things on the outside. Um, so now Ryan goes to Lindsay's house and this is where I paused and said that they did a really good job with the crying person makeup. Cause Ryan knocks on Lindsay's house door and the mom answers and she's like, I don't know if she wants to talk to you. And she, yeah, well, she's Lindsay like, she comes out like and talking she's like, right now. And Lindsay comes out and she's like, Mom, I can talk for myself. And someone did a good red nose, like, has been blowing her nose constantly because she's crying for six hours or whatever. Yeah. And she communicates to Ryan that she wants nothing to do with him or his family because they are fucked up. This actor, who plays Lindsay? Don't care. She's really good. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of really lousy acting on this show, but she does a fantastic job. And the crying is, like, it's very realistic. Little nose noises are very realistic. Um, Whoever, whoever, like, here, yeah, they made her nose nice and red. It's all very convincing. I would put her up there with Caleb in the acting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, Ryan's like, well, fuck my drag. (laughs) (laughs) And he leaves. And hold on, I have to enter my passcode for some reason. Okay. This is when all of the other girlies converge at the late night diner, which is also the uh, lobster tail shack that Donnie shot someone at. Donnie! Yeah. Oh, I miss Donnie. Yeah. Aww. So they're conveniently the only people there. When you say the girlies right now, you mean Seth, Summer, and Marissa. Yep. Uh, joined shortly by Ryan. But while they're there, Seth is just sort of like lamenting. He's like, yeah. oh, woe is me. Woe is me. I'm the saddest boy because Chris Mika didn't, didn't turn out. Yep. And um, Summer is like, Cohen, Chris Mika is the most important thing to you. I'm not going to watch you just give up on this. For reasons. He's like, she, yeah, she's basically like suddenly, even though this is not ever, this is never she anything not that I ever her, gave a shit about. She has not called her or sent a letter or. Nothing. Sent a. It's fine. Um, the least consistent show ever. Anything. What was I thinking of? Okay, telegram. Telegram. She hasn't sent a telegram. She hasn't sent a Morse code no. to her one boyfriend. No. This whole episode. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That did not even occur to me how very little she's given a single fuck about Zach. Whatever. That that's part of the course. It's she always cares more about Cohen. It's because Cohen is endgame. Well, uh, it's because in her own words, Cohen is Cohen. Cohen. Cohen is Cohen. He's Cohen. So uh, Ryan comes upon them, uh, Seth and his pity party, and um, he's like, "What up, bitches?" <laughs> and they're like, "How's Lindsay?" And he's like, "Not talking to me," um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this is when Summer is like, "Well, I have a plan, you stupid hoes, to save Chrismica, because." And- <laughs> As okay, we need to overlay some earnest music. Okay, here. Okay. Wada da, wada da, wada da, wada da, wada da. Wait, that's not earnest enough, is it? No, 
It's not at all. As a person who has struggled with the holidays, but has wanted to have a reason to participate in the holidays, mm-hmm. I kind of get where summer is coming from. Yeah. That's all. That's all I got. You feel like you might be the one in this situation with the rallying cry if for some reason Christmas wasn't going the way we expected it to? I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I might be in the same room with the person who does have the rallying cry. <laughs> you would be at the counter drinking coffee with them. I would be like... <laughs> uh, reader, she just made a sort of a gung-ho arm motion. Yes. Yes. So this is where they they go to their various tasks. Yep. So the girls go to the boat to get the generator and the and the cord. Um, also, while this is happening, Caleb is searching the entire house for Julie, and we find Julie hugging her daughter Scare Bear. Yes, that's right. This happens first. Yep. Because she was like, I can I was hoping Marissa would be home, but of course she's not. Yep. And Julie cannot believe <laughs> Cannot believe that Caleb would cheat. Yeah. On his whole wife. Whole wife. How dare he? On his one illegally <laughs> habitrothed <laughs> whole wife. Whole wife, yes. Something Julie Cooper would ne'er do. <laughs> ne'er air would she do. Never, a cheating. Never Ever, ever, ever. Nernver. Nernver. Nenver. Nenver, Denver. (laughs) Would she do that? And he's like, he's like. He's like, can you forgive me? And she's like, I have to think about it. Yeah. He's like, you know, no more lies. He's like, this is the last. Well, she makes a few jokes. She's like, um, what? She's like, are there any more seats? She says, you need a walk-in closet for all your skeletons. Uh, she's like, is there anything else you're keeping from me? Um, are you a twin and there's like a brother that we're going to meet at some time? They just basically go through the plots of if this was a daytime soap opera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, no more lying, no more secrets. You know, I'm getting what I, he specifically says. I'm getting what I want out of this marriage. Can you say the same? And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, and he's like, I'm boning my ex. And uh, he's like, um, can you forgive me? And she says, I don't know. And she leaves. And we know exactly where she goes because we find that out later. Yeah. When the girls go to get the shit from Jimmy. So now this is the scene where. Lindsay's on the beach. No. no. Ryan comes into the kitchen. Yes. With. Sandy just eating all the mushy pork. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. And he says he's sorry for inviting Lindsay. For not disinviting Lindsay. For not disinviting Lindsay and not listening to Sandy. And Sandy is like, did you think that you started all of this? He's very gracious and deadly about the whole thing. Right. Yeah. He's like, oh, kiddo, you know, the, the ways I could describe how this is not your fault. <laughs> Have some pork. It's very deadly and I love it. Yes. I love it a lot. I don't know if they specifically did the inclusion of pork in Krismaka because pork is not kosher. <laughs> but it's funny. It's it is funny, funny to me. It is funny. Tee hee. Tee hee. Oh, how we laughed. 
I laughed so much. So much. Um, and that, this is when Sandy says, okay, you can try to talk to my wife who is locked into the bathroom and has only requested a power bar. <laughs> yeah, to in, be slid under the door. In the past two hours, but otherwise is not talking to me. And Ryan's like, cool, okay. So he goes and talks to Kirsten through the bathroom door and makes a lot of heartfelt analogies about welcoming strangers into this household and this family. And Kirsten has, she does her feelings (laughs) and comes out and is like, okay, fine. Yeah, the line is very good because she pops out and she says, good line. Um, Yes. He says, maybe, like, maybe can she... Can we... The we line go, we is, can we tell Lindsay that she's part of a family that's really good at letting in new members? Yeah. When you divest it from the rest of the dialogue, it's not that good of a line. No, it's not well written. <laughs> but it's the kind of line, believably, Ryan Atwood would come it's up with. It's written enough well... Enough well <laughs> for this show. And for Ryan Atwood. Because he's not dumb... But also, talkie isn't his good, strong suit. Talkie no Dewey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she comes out, and she's like, okay, fine, fucking whatever. It's not this kid's fault. Her crying is also good. Everyone's cry acting in this is very good. Yes. And this is where they go to, Summer and Marissa go to get an extension cord and a generator for Summer's plan. From Jimmy's fuckboat. From Jimmy's (laughs) fuckboat. They do mention at one point, uh, I think Marissa mentions at one point in the episode, oh God, I'm going to have to go hang out with my dad and listen to how much he misses Haley. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Because he's dicking down his ex-wife. So the girls go onto the boat and they're like, oh my God, it smells like OPP in here. (laughs) Dad! Dad, we need to borrow something. And he comes out tucking his erection into his fucking underwear. absolutely the viewer knows that he was fucking someone. And the only question about the scene is, are they going to find out now or in a future episode? Yes. And guess what? It's in a future episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, This interaction is cute. He's like, oh, lucky for you, I live on a boat where I have to have a generator and an extension cord. They're on the other side. They're like, sweet. Yes. And Summer goes off to find the extension cord and the generator and comes back calling both of the things. And she is very small and not equipped to. And Marissa's like, um, so what the fuck's up with you and mom like talking more? Also, what are when you fill out the job applications to be on this show, what are the weightlifting requirements? Very little, because everything is empty. <laughs> but she was carrying a real generator. It, it could have been a fake generator. Okay, fine. Just like, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm kidding. Do you think that they made one out of, like, styrofoam? <laughs> <laughs> but coffee is traditionally very heavy. So That's true. I understand true. Yes. Yes, why. Yes, yes. Um, she's like, why are you and mom getting all palsy all of a sudden? And he's, and like, he's like, would that be so terrible? Is it so terrible that we're, like, getting along? And she's like, for you. For you, because mom's a fake fucking raging cunt. Bitch. Because we all hate that fucking bitch. <laughs> Bye, Dad. I love you. <laughs> Smoochie, smoochies. Yep. 
Uh, so they leave. Jimmy watches them to make sure that they're out of frame. And obviously Julie comes out from the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, wearing a a, a, t- a, a, a a robe. What, what would you say the robe is made out of? It's black yeah. or dark colored. Yeah, it's like navy. Uh, I think it's navy. It's boat themed, so yeah. it's navy. It's- He's like, did you hear that? And she's like, it's a compliment at this point. <laughs> I'm fucking complimented anytime she's not like, I hope you burn alive and I'll watch you fucking roast. <laughs> silk. My source material says it's a silk robe. Nice. Good. Black silk. Good. So this is when Seth finds Lindsay on the well, beach. R- really quick okay. though, they do confront their their Affair. shenanigans. Yeah, their shenanigans. Like, what are we doing? Should we not be doing this? And then her last line is, "They're like, no, yeah, we should absolutely keep doing this." Well, she says, and she does that thing where you sort of like put your head down and you mm-hmm. like <gasps> the Lauren Bacall. The, yes, she. Thank you. She Lauren Bacalls him, and she goes, "I want to be with you." And that's where we hard cut to Lindsay sitting on the beach. And uh, just a, a train going through a tunnel. <laughs> and a ripe banana. A, ro- a rocket launching. And a sunset just like fast tracked over a horizon. Two rabbits humping. Two rabbits humping. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too on the nose? Nah. 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 Who comes upon... One Lindsay, last name, sitting on the beach. Seth Cohen. Seth Cohen. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to spoil my hero of the episode. Is it Seth Cohen? It's Seth Cohen. Huh. This act that he does is relatively selfless Mm -hmm. and nice and trying to make a person feel better mm-hmm. without any ulterior motive. Yeah, there's really not a lot in it for yeah. him, is there? Yeah, so he comes and sits down with Lindsay, who is gazing wistfully on the beach, and also later when they all end up together for the rescued Chris because she has no signs of been sitting on the beach. Nope. Uh, not a, well, not there was a ample s- time to, you know, wipe their butts. Not a speck. Of sand or ass or sand ass. <laughs> He's like, you're a Cohen now. Welcome to an eternity of self-doubt and loathing. Yeah. And she's like, it's a cute scene because yeah. she's like, I don't think, I don't think this is really, I think it's a little too early for joke making. And he's like, well, that's sort of what we do. That's what we do. We sometimes we make a joke in the middle of the traumatic thing happening. Yeah. Does that mean that you and I are a, Cohen's. I mean, it means that watching this show is a trauma of sorts. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it's really neat because, like, she, understandably, she wants to sort of, like, be in a funk of, you know, pity emotions. And he just won't let her. Like, every time she tries to fall back into, like, this is really serious, this really sucks, he's like, yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of funny. Okay, but it is also the teenage dream to be in a funk of emotions and to have some disinterested third party who looks like Adam Brody rescue you uh-huh. from this funk of emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... We go from that scene to, oh yeah, the stocking. 
No, we're still on the beach, yes. and he's like, you're a Cohen now, and here's your stocking above our fireplace. And she's like, she takes it, and she's like, it says Laura. And he's like, look, it's all they had. I'll get you a better one when it's official or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and we, I think we legitimately, I don't know if we lulled, but we tittered. Yeah. A little bit. Absolutely. We, we did a titter. Yes. Yes. I will give it to this show we did a titter. Also, I'm, I'm, I got misty at the end of this. The ending is very misty. Okay. So they, Seth drops off Lindsay at her house and who is on the front lawn. But everybody. But the Cohanes. Um, who is actually there? So I know that it's Sandy. I know that it's, it's everybody. It's it's Summer. It's everybody minus Caleb and Julie and that section of the family. Yeah, but it's everybody else. Yeah. Summer and it's, it's Ryan and it's Marissa and it's Sandy and And it's it's Kirsten. And it's most importantly Kirsten. Yes. So they're, they're walking, uh, Seth is walking Lindsay up to her house and they're having some discussion that nobody cares about. And then, they flip the switch and they have decorated her house for Christmas. They've massively decorated her massively house for Christmas. Massively over-decorated yeah. the house for Christmas. And it's been uh, planted in earlier dialogues that uh, we mentioned. We went over the fact that they even stopped getting a Christmas tree because it was too much work and it was sad for just two people. Yeah. So they put the Christmas tree out on the lawn, which is a, you know, a nice touch. You don't have to really worry about cleaning up the needles. Um, and uh, what, uh, what Ryan says, uh, we sort of figured you'd need a tree. Yeah. Um, everyone is wearing their uh, Yama clauses. Yama clauses. Yep. Which is adorable. Yeah. Uh, they're serving latkes and eggnog, which is a disgusting combination. Oh, that's, right. that's right. No. Marissa is my villain because she's like, latkes sound disgusting. Yeah, latkes are delicious. Yes. The combination latka eggnog, I do see as being sort of gross. I mean, don't knock it until you fucking try it. Okay, let's give it a shot. Don't knock it until you try it. Uh, or don't knock it till you knock it. Uh, uh, whatever. But the way the dialogue was constructed was she didn't know what a latka was and did not want to try it. Yeah. Bitch, it's, just eat it. Just eat it. Just eat it, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Stupid you fucking bitch. Stupid Just eat it. Bitch. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Everyone is having finally a warm and fuzzy Christmaca. I love that they're all wearing their little, their little Yama clauses. I think wearing it's their adorable. Yama clauses. Right. Kirsten is like, hi, I'm Kirsten. And they hug and that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Because Kirsten had a lot of resistance to the idea of having a half-sister, but then she also recognized that this is a child. Yeah, and she also says uh, in that scene, uh, before they go to the house, she's like, Lindsay seems like a really good kid. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And from what we can see, she really is. Um, How does... Oh, yeah, and then one of the last things that's said before the crane shot pulls us up and we just get to see everybody having a good time and Seth starts trying to workshop his song um, oh, is, right. Ren- is Renee says, I hope one day Lindsay will forgive me. Yeah. We're pretty, I'm pretty sure she will. Yeah. Because we can't possibly have this character actually continue in the OC. No universe. No, this show also loves, loves to have people be like, 
unforgivably wronged in one episode and then just basically be totally chill with it literally the next episode and also super important for between three and five episodes and then does not exist how many times do you think kirsten has now said to caleb like you're dead to me like i don't have a father like it's been at least twice now that tracks with having a shitty father oh i suppose ouch yeah ouch that's that's real i don't want to give them points for that but someone on the writing staff had a shitty father yeah yeah okay so we know your hero is seth cohen because he actually does some nice things he did a selfless thing he did a thing where he talked to a woman without wanting to sleep with her and wanted to make her feel better Mm -hmm. and wanted to welcome her into this merry band of dysfunctional idiots. (laughs) And Marissa is my villain for not accepting Lotkiss as a delicious treat. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think my villain is Jimmy because he spent... So much of last season and a little bit of this season just hating Julie, just like being so pissed at her and just being like, oh, you're a harpy. You're queen of the harpies. Um, I hate you. Uh, Glad that you're sucking this old wrinkled dick now because it's what you deserve. uh, You awful bitch uh, for uh, abandoning me in my hour of need, uh, etc. And now suddenly he's like, ah, but your pussy wet, though. Mm, feel good to do a ding in pussy. So now I'm into you again. And whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I want Julie to get what she wants. Obviously, she wants that D. But it's a little too, it's a little too convenient for me how he sort of waffles back and forth on his opinion of Julie um, when it's convenient. It's almost like they have a messy human relationship that spans more than a decade. That's enough, you. That's enough, you. That is at least 16 years old because of Marissa. Um, who would be my hero? Who would be my hero? Sandy dads moderately, which is always enough for me to be on his side. So I do like your Seth answer. Your Seth answer makes sense. I am loath to make Seth my hero unless he has truly done something worthy, heroic. In terms of Seth's character's existence, this is heroic. <laughs> In my mind, I'm not. Convinced. No, you're not wrong. Is I'm not yeah. convincing you. No, I know. I'm I know. Just saying yeah. this is why he was mine. Yeah. Because fuck that guy. Otherwise. Yeah, you're right. Taking himself out of his own ass for yes. a second to think of someone else. Think of a literal one other. It's Herculean for him. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I like your answer as Seth. I also agree with your answer as Seth. Uh, I'm just such a I'm such a Sandy girl. Uh, Sandy is my hero for this episode. So okay, that was Christmaca two, the Christmaca that almost wasn't. Evan, is New Year's the next episode? Evan, what? It's a parallel with our lives. Holy shit! It is. We had a Christmaca that almost wasn't. Well, we haven't quite had it yet. 
Okay, but we're going it's to. It currently wasn't, but we're hopefully going to have one that was. Yes. In January. Yes. I guess we'll see all you motherfuckers in 2024. Yeah. California, Sarah. California, Evan. You just listened to Orange You Glad We Watched The O.C., the show about watching and talking about The O.C., recorded in Guest Bedroom Studios, hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it on will allow you to give us copyright 2023 